Hi there, welcome to your podcast for College Catholics, where we discuss faith and spirituality from a Catholic perspective. I'm Father Patrick, and today we will be discussing the apparitions of Our Lady of Lords with a guest, Emma Shea, who is from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, she will talk, we will talk about the apparitions of Our Lady of Lords, and she will share her own experiences when visiting the shrine of Our Lady of Lords. She's originally from Grand Rapids. She went to Hillsdale College in Michigan, where she was a member of the track team and through Javelin. After graduation, she decided to dedicate two years to being a focused missionary. So she has been a focused missionary for less than a year now at DePaul University in Indiana. Emma, thank you for joining us today. How are you doing? Hi, thanks for having me. Um, I'm doing pretty well. I had a very good weekend and happy to be here. How long ago did you go to Lourdes? Uh, I went on December 12th, I believe. And how long did you stay there? We stayed until... So we were technically only in Lourdes for one day, less than one day. But we were in, we were traveling for four days. So, but two of those were spent on the airplane. So we were in France for a total of two days. Okay. Okay. Very good. Well, uh, just for our listeners and all those who have never heard of Lords or maybe heard it in, in passing, uh, as an intro to this episode, Lords is a town in the southwest area of France in the mountain area of the Pyrenees. There, uh, starting in February 11th, 1858, um, and it happened through July 16th, 1858. The Virgin Mary appeared some 16 times to a young peasant girl called Bernadette Subiru. The site was uh, like a niche within a granite grotto near the River Gave. It was an unpleasant place at the time. And Our Lady asked uh, in her apparitions that a chapel be built in that site and that a procession should be organized. And besides, in her apparitions, she told Bernadette to wash in a spring that actually did not exist before the apparitions. So a uh, spring that amazingly has been in existence ever since, that is more than 165 years approximately, and has continually been delivering water and abundant water, right, for the pilgrims and for those visitors who go there. Uh, and that water from the spring has been credited with thousands of miracles of healing, both physical and spiritual. The most important and well-known are the first ones that happened. Uh, first of all, uh, a blind man who had a completely ruined eye, uh, and the doctor was radically against any possibility of cure, eventually was cured, and the doctor had to recognize that it was a miracle. And then a young baby who was uh, as good as dead, as they said, and the mother um, plunged him like several times in the water, ice-cold water in December, fe no, February, right? <laughs> um, winter months, so the water was freezing cold, and the baby, everybody thought she was drowning the baby and killing him, and eventually was alive and well soon after. Yeah. So, uh, Emma, uh, you went to Lourdes. Uh, why did you go to Lourdes, and what were you expecting uh, to find at Lourdes? Yeah, I went to Lourdes because I have an eye condition that I do have to get surgery on. Um, but I went because I was hoping for healing and I've always wanted to go to the Lord. Um, so there's actually like 
the people in France do not pronounce the S at the end, so that's why I keep switching between my No, go ahead. Say, Lord, you're the, the, Lord. the, the real deal. You've been there. I haven't. Yeah, I, I know it I've by hearing and people. People in English call it lords, like yeah. desplains, and uh, so many other names in France that we add the S at the end. No worries. Sorry. But I just, yeah, I keep switching, which is funny. Um, but so I went because I was hoping for healing, and the uh, chaplain here at DePaul University, his name is Father John Hollowell. He actually had a brain tumor, and up until his visit to the Lord, was going to die like of this brain tumor and he went to lords and came back for his checkup and the tumor was completely gone um wow. and so Incredible. i talked to one yeah miraculous so i talked to father hollowell about that and he just encouraged me to go and then the day after that i was talking to two parishioners um because we prayed the three or the three rosaries for our lady of fatima that day and they were talking to me after and they were just like yeah our daughter had stage four cancer, went to the Lord, and received healing there. And I was like, well, this is not a coincidence, and I should go to the Lord. So Grace and I, my focus teammate, we just booked a flight um, like three weeks prior to the trip. And so we went seeking healing, emotional, physical healing. And yeah, that's that was the original motive. But... Very good. And what was your, what was your experience there? What did you find? What was the place like for those? Imagine people who have never been. I have never been to Lords. Uh, I've just seen it in pictures. Um, and I know some people, some young people, have never heard of this, even of the apparitions and and miracles, and didn't know all what happens there on a daily basis or weekly basis. Is in, incredible what happens there, you know. Yeah. So, but why don't you tell us a little bit what was your experience there? What did you so, find? What did you see? Yeah, what I didn't expect is that Lourdes is still a pretty dang small town. And if you've ever been to like a mountain town before, it's just like that. Um, it's very quaint, mostly centered around the apparition site. And so it's all centered around this valley where the apparitions occurred. And when you walk into the area, you you just you walk downhill into the valley and what I didn't expect is that there is an incredible basilica that looks like a Disney castle, but is better than anything you ever saw. Um, and it's real. It, it's not something for the show. Yeah, it's real. It has three churches within it. Um, one on the first level, and then there's a second level, and then there's a third level. And there are three different churches uh, where Mass is celebrated daily. Um, it's really beautiful. And it was really humid. Grace and I were expecting it to be very cold because we went in mid-December and it was humid. It was 54 and sunny, which was kind of a miracle in and of itself. Uh, and we were two of the only people there. So if you want to go to Lord and have an incredible experience, I recommend going when no one is there because it feels less like a tourist spot and more like a personal spiritual journey. Um, but... The best experience, other than celebrating Mass and going to confession, were, or was seeing the grotto and walking through it for the first time. So, people, Why did you describe it a little bit? Yeah, the pilgrims. So, like you were saying earlier, it's definitely kind of just this little cave in this granite um, cliff. 
it's not it's not extraordinary which is the coolest part like the granite is really stained it has a lot of black and bleached spots from weather and being in the mountains um but if you look up a picture of lord like the grotto there you'll see it um and you can walk so pilgrims usually walk and put up one of their hands on the marble or the granite as they're walking through the apparition site uh so the walls are all really smoothed by everyone's hands and it's incredible hundreds of thousands that's millions of people since in 165 years i imagine millions of people have been walked through and put their hands there that's why it's smooth it's incredible yeah um and the water like you said it's still flowing which was a crazy part like the spring is still flowing and they put so you can't reach out and touch the water in the grotto they protected it and made an underwater system so that you can access the water to a bunch of fonts outside of the grotto to try to um move groups of people it allowed right, right. Access. So it could be a little bit more organized as opposed to everybody plunging into the water yeah. like a crowd. So you yeah, go, you, you can, have you. Yeah, you literally can see it flowing, which was incredible. Uh, and then, so you walk around and through the grotto. It's like twenty feet wide, maximum. Um, and then when you exit, you just turn around and look up, and you see the statue of Mary, where she appeared to Bernadette. And usually people start crying there. <laughs> um, wow. Well, was, right, because you're seeing the same thing that Bernadette saw, more or less. Yeah. Yeah, it was, in, it's, it was incredible. So those Very were, good. And, yeah. and what else did you notice in, in, in Lord that you were uh, shocked by or surprised by or highlight? What was, the, is, was there a highlight, would you say, apart from this interior awareness of the presence of the Virgin Mary? Uh, two highlights. One would be one that I told you about, which was when Grace and I both exited walking out of the grotto, we saw a singular pink rose blooming off of the wall in front of the statue of Mary, where she appeared to Bernadette, which was just a miracle because it's mid-December. It's, yeah, it's incredible. Um, and then later that day, it was wilting. So it seemed like to Grace and I was just there for us. Um, wow. Very personal. And then when we the were Virgin praying, Mary loves you. I know. She loves us. So good. Absolutely. Very good. That's amazing. That's but, great. Yeah, I was, did not expect that. Um, and then just the second highlight was when we were praying. This is, yeah, uh, I just realized, I was like, okay, why would Mary appear here? Like, this place is not spectacular. And then it kind of hit me. Um, it was like, okay, she wants to appear in the really ugly and gross grottos of our hearts and of our past. And she wants to bring her son there and sanctify those places, just like she did with Lourdes. So I've just been able to apply that to like every aspect of my life after this visit um because that's just who mary is and she just wants to bring her son to us right right and what would you say did you bring back with you from that trip that visit to to lord definitely just such a great confidence in how much our mother cares for us 
and that she's more of a perfectionist and more of an advocate for us than we could ever be for ourselves or for the people we love. Um, just felt very, very, very united and protected. And so, right, and I think, yeah. I think that would be the uh, main reason to go to Lourdes. If anyone is able to go ever, you should go to experience that same thing, that the Virgin Mary has your back, so to speak, right? The totally. Virgin Mary protects is your true mother, right? Totally. So, and how, and how would you describe your, your relationship with the Virgin Mary before the trip and after the trip? Or, yeah, your relationship altogether with the Virgin Mary? Uh, <laughs> well, I would say before the trip, I still had utmost confidence in her ever since doing the Marian consecration. The 33 days to morning glory has really changed my life. And then just like I was filled with a lot of expectation and hope and like, okay, Mary, like I'm coming, like I'm coming. I hope you do something. <laughs> and so even though after the trip, like, yeah, I might not have received physical healing or you maybe never, I had you don't, I don't know, know yet. I don't know. I don't know yet. <laughs> uh, but after that, and especially the rose and just the spiritual, emotional healing I received from Lord, uh, I'm just like, yeah, you you do show up. Like, you do really care about people who have recourse to you and pursue you. So, right. And well, there's. I don't know if you want to describe what was your or what is your uh, eye condition so that we can pray for you. There's typically around 200 people that listen to this uh, each episode. Um, so they, I can encourage them to pray for you. Um, I, I'm encouraging them to pray for you. But I don't know if you want to describe what your eyesight problem sure. is. And then if you, if, yeah, we hope you get cured. Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks for asking. I have this condition called keratoconus. Um, don't ask me how to spell it because I never get it right, but it's when your corneas are misshaped and so they kind of, they're just very thin at the side and it leads to gradual blindness. So it's usually genetic, but also don't rub your eyes ever because that can lead to progression of keratoconus in anyone. So don't do that. But, so I have keratoconus, I'm getting surgery on March 27th, which is soon but we definitely appreciate your prayers. Okay, yeah, we'll definitely pray for you. Um, so, yeah, I think that uh, the presence of Our Lady of Lord, uh, the apparition of Our Lady of Lord, and the ability to go there as a shrine, uh, typically, first of all, it indicates that Our Lady has chosen that place as a place of grace, right? Yeah. So, uh, not that your friend Grace is going there, <laughs> you know, should also go there. <laughs> <laughs> and the people called Grace should go there, but it's a place of grace in the sense of a place where the Virgin Mary uh, protects us. And if we go there, we can have like a, it's like a more direct contact with the Virgin Mary, although we can have uh, devotion to her anywhere we go, right? So, yeah. uh, but it's an indication that she cares for us. So that's why she appears in different places. She appears in Fatima and in Paris and Guadalupe and all different places to indicate that she's the mother and in different places she cares for us. Yeah. And the message, I would say, the message, regardless of whether we go or not, uh, the message that uh, Our Lady transmitted to Bernadette and Bernadette uh, to us is that we should pray the, the rosary daily. Yeah. 
and that we should do penance for our sins and the sins of the whole world, right? Uh, yeah. To be aware that the Virgin Mary is, as a mother, suffers because of our sins, not so much because she's offended by our sins, but more so because we hurt ourselves through our sins. And that is why she uh, prays and she encourages people to do penance for sins. Yeah. And as you said, we can we can receive graces, especially in Lord. But if we don't go to Lord because we can't, I've never been there because I I just haven't been able. Maybe one day I'll go. Um, we do still. Uh, we are encouraged to pray to her. Right? There's statues over the uh, later Lords. There's uh, the holy water. So I have a little bottle that someone brought, and sometimes I do the sign of the cross with the holy with it, with a with the bottle with the bottle of the water from that spring from Lords. Um, <laughs> right, right. Um, so I think that that's those are different ways to encourage devotion and connection with the Virgin Mary and to pray for the same miracles that we could also pray when we go there. Right. Yeah, for sure. Very good. And Emma, any, any last thoughts about your devotion to Mary? Uh, I have. I uh, remember I was going to talk about a little bit Saint Bernadette Subiru, but first, let tell me if there's anything else that you would like to share uh, um, about your devotion to Mary or or the apparitions at Lourdes. There is one thing just to witness to the power of this apparition site. I asked people to send me prayer requests, and I printed off all of them on pieces of paper. And then prayed them and burnt them at Lord uh -huh. with some other candles that people like a votive candle that people had lit before I got there. And one of the people I was praying for um, had a miraculous healing of their baby's kidney disease. So wow! In the last two three months. Yeah, it was two weeks Incredible. after I went to Lord and prayed for them. Wow. So. Good for you. Well, good for good for them to have such faith and right. And that's great, just amazing. That, right, right, right. Very good. Well, that's awesome. Awesome. Well, Saint Bernadette. I wanted wanted to talk a little bit about Saint Bernadette. She she was the poorest person uh, from the poorest family in Lord when Our Lady appeared to her, and she always had uh, asthma attacks and other diseases, and she suffered a lot in her life. And in a sense, uh, when she prayed. You know, uh, some people realize that the miracles of healing sometimes were not for her, right? Uh, so she was called to suffer. And this is why sometimes not everyone is healed, right? Sometimes God chooses some people to be healed and some people to carry their cross, right? Um, but in, in this case of St. Bernadette, um, she then entered a religious order and she suffered, she suffered a lot during her life. She was of a very sensitive nature. Uh, and she suffered sometimes like because of the rejection of people, because they doubted her. The priest especially was very harsh. But then he turned around, and once she reali he realized the apparitions were true, right. uh, he supported her a lot. Um, so I would like to read, uh, toward the end of her, her life, she wrote like a spiritual testament, St. Saint, Saint Bernadette. She, the interesting thing is that she entered this convent, she died... Uh, at the age of 35, very early of, uh, from tuberculosis. And then she was canonized. And the most amazing thing is that her body is completely incorrupt, right? So it is, uh, that means that by a special grace of God, it, it has not decayed. And if you look at the body today, it looks like she's there sleeping, right? With her habit and all. 
So this is what she wrote. Uh, and you can find this in the book uh, by Francis Trochu called St. Bernadette Subiru. She wrote, for the poverty, so she it's like a testament at the end of her life, thanking God, right? So she thanks God, and this is a quote, for the poverty in which my mother and father lived, for the failure of the mill, all the hard times, for the awful sheep, for constant tiredness, thank you, my God. Thank you, my God, for the pros prosecutor and the police commissioner, for the policeman, and for the harsh words of Father Paramal. For the, for the days in which you came, Mary, for the ones in which you did not come, I will never be able to thank you, only in paradise. For the slap in the face, for the ridicule, the insults, and for those who suspected me for wanting to gain something from the apparitions, thank you, my lady. For my spelling, which I never learned, for the memory that I never had, for my ignorance and for my stupidity, thank you. For the fact that my mother died so far away, for the pain that I felt when my father, instead of hugging his little Bernadette, called me Sister Marie Bernard, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for the heart you gave me, so delicate and sensitive, which you filled with bitterness. For the fact that Mother Josephine proclaimed that I was good for nothing, thank you. For the sarcasm of the Mother Superior, her harsh voice, her injustices, her irony, and for the bread of humiliation, thank you. Thank you that I was privileged when it came to be Thank you for I was the privileged one when it came to be reprimanded so that my sisters in religion said, how lucky it is not to be Bernadette. Thank you for the fact that it is me who was the Bernadette threatened with imprisonment because she had seen you, Holy Virgin, regarded by people as a rare animal that Bernadette so wretched that upon seeing her it was said, Is that it? For the miserable body which you gave me, for this burning and suffocating illness, for my decaying tissues, for my decalcified bones, for my sweats, for my fever, for my dullness and for my acute pains, thank you, my God. And for this soul which you have given me, for the desert of inner dryness, for your nights and the lightning, for your silences and your thunders, for everything. For you, when you were present and where you were not, thank you, my Jesus. So, that's from St. Marinette Subiru. She's obviously a saint. And, uh, well, at least from Obviously. her we can learn a lot. Although... Um, Right, so she suffered in her body, but incredibly, her body is still incorrupt, right? Yeah. Contrary to all natural things, which shows also that uh, when she had to suffer, she suffered in a sense because it was the will of God, right? And it's not like she did not feel pain. She felt it probably more than we did. Right, right, right. 
Emma, thank you very much for sharing your experiences with us. Thank you for being here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I love this podcast. Thanks for letting me share. <laughs> yes, I hope to have you again and share your experiences of some other trip that you do on these trips. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and thank you everyone who's listening. Thank you for spending your time with us today. I hope this help you helps you uh, seeking healing. Sorry, I'll do that again. I hope this help you. Already? Can I talk? <laughs> All right. So thank you, everyone who's listening. Thank you so much for spending this time with us today. I hope this helps you to seek healing for your soul as well. I hope it encourages you to go to Jesus for healing and to seek him through the Virgin Mary, who will take you more directly to her son. If you like this episode, please share it with others. And if you have any questions about this episode or any other one, please don't hesitate to email me at info at fourcollegecatholics.org. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Emma, again for being with us. May God bless you all, and we will see you next time.